un-American. It's so uh, against, it's so illegal. Let's just be honest with it. This is illegal to do. Uh, you can't tell people that they can't have conversations with each other and they can't help each other uh, with something that is a legal right for both of them. All right? You just can't do it. kids welcome in alabama politics this week josh moon and david person how are you david man it's a good day it's a sunny day it's a good yeah. day been productive so far nice nice i, I have as well i had uh, sure. uh uncharacteristically was up bright and early this morning had to take the uh, the little one to her doctor's appointment uh, uh no big deal or anything she just had a a uh, little uh, sinus infection type thing, and so we oh. were getting that checked out. Uh, but uh, yeah, she was. Uh, uh, the, but my wife is out of town. She would normally handle those early morning uh, mm. deals, and so I had to. We had to get up and get over there. But we did. We did good. Uh, we uh, they didn't get in there in time, so we got to play with all the instruments in the in the room. Uh, so our apologies to whoever got that room after us. Things are being disarray. <laughs> uh, but uh, so we, you know, because I'm I don't, I'm not one of those that's like get out of the drawer. Get out of the drawer. I'm like, open that drawer. See what's in there. Open that drawer. See what's in there. It's a great one of the great things about having kids is you can blame a lot of shit on them. Yeah, um, yeah, 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 yeah. They, uh, they, they, they can take the uh, they can take the burden yeah, because yeah. they have cuteness on their side. Exactly, exactly. Who? What are they going to do? They're going to yell at her. They're not yelling at her. So, uh, but uh, anyways, yeah. So it, uh, you know, the, it, you're right. It is a it's a brighter day. It's uh, you know, it, it's good. Uh, you know, it, it's been a rough week uh, though. Uh, mm. You know, starting starting sure out. <laughs> Uh, early Sunday morning, I like, or late Saturday night, early mm. Sunday morning, uh, with the with the stuff that happened in Dadeville, and um, you know, we finally got uh, got word uh, yesterday at a press conference uh, that uh, there was there there have been three arrests: yeah. uh, two brothers from Tuskegee and a young man, twenty year old from uh, from Auburn, had been arrested in connection with the uh, shooting deaths at the party. Four four folks were killed. Uh, there remain six people in critical condition out of 32 others who were injured at the party. Mm. Um, and, uh, you know, apparently just uh, I, basically a, a gunfight uh, took place at, at a birthday party for a 16 year old girl. And um, still don't understand what the motive was, though, do we? We still I, don't know why no, they, no, they allegedly they, did what they did. No. And, you know, that's one of the things I was going to bring up on here, too. Uh, you know. I understand um, Aaliyah's you know, Alabama law enforcement agency. Mm -hmm. uh, the, I, I understand them wanting to to keep things private and work cases uh, privately, not share a whole lot of information, not share a bunch of, of uh, specifics on things because they're waiting until trial and things could be jeopardized. If I, I get, I get all that. Okay. Uh, but at the same time, you know, I, 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 I watch, you know, we mass shootings are not uncommon anymore. Okay. Right. And so we all see the TV coverage of others and we see uh, what, what's going to take place in, in other locations and how other police departments and law enforcement agencies handle the media and deal with the media and the information that they provide to, to the media and to the public. Cause I mean, that's what the media is for. They're, you know, a pathway to the general public and, um, and, and what they, what they did over the course of three days, four days, really, uh, was was pretty atrocious. I mean, they left they left a whole community in in, in kind of limbo 
that, that you know, they didn't know this was a terrible thing that happened. It never happens in that town. You know, anything, anything at close to that scale. And they so they had this whole thing going on there. And uh, and they wouldn't they had no information. And the guy they would trot this dude out, Jeremy Burkett for for Aaliyah, sergeant with Aaliyah. Uh, to basically praise other law enforcement agencies for five minutes, take no questions, and go back into his hole after asking for the public's assistance on things. Well, the public's not going to assist you if they don't have, you know, if they don't have a reason to trust you. And right. And, and right now, you're not providing that. And it just it it was so off putting. You know, it was you know yeah. it was just so bad. Yeah, and and what really bothered me even more than the fact that they weren't being forthcoming with us, you know, Mm -hmm. the media and the general public, they did not appear to be forthcoming with the family, which I don't really understand. And the the officials, yeah, the government officials and and the government officials there, because, you know, the Daveville Mm -hmm. mayor was like, I can't get information out of anybody. Yeah. That's just very, that, that was a little bit, I mean, at some point they need to explain that because, you know, what the logic was and what the methodology was, because quite honestly, leaving the family in particular, to me, the family mm-hmm. out of place, there's just something that 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 really stinks. Yeah. That just really stinks. You know, well, the family ought to be apprised of. And I understand, you know, they may be concerned yeah. about leaks, but but I would think that still there ought to be something they could share with the family. And then, as you just pointed out. With government officials, why would they hold yeah. back information from the mayor? I don't, I don't understand any. You know why? Oh, I get it. Okay, but why couldn't you come out? It, you know, this ended the press conference yesterday. They abruptly yeah. ended the press conference uh, that Jeremy Burkett guy did when yeah. when a reporter said, "Why didn't you let the public know for three days that you apparently had uh, killers on the loose yeah. out there?" And they yeah. didn't. They didn't tell anybody anything. And they clearly knew that this was that these, the, the, you know, what was who they had some idea, I guess, that these folks were still out there. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, why didn't you say we feel like that this was a targeted situation? We are, you know, we're still in the process of investigating. But, you know, we're, you know, instead of just leaving folks in limbo for, for a period of time and, and the people in the town, you know, were, were rightfully, a lot of them were scared, were scared to send their kids to school, uh, did not, you know, there were all sorts of these random threats I, I saw about how people were going to shoot up the candlelight vigil and, uh, mm. you know, and, and, and uh, you know, there, there's a lot of these things, a lot of these hoaxes that go around mm. in situations like this. And we all know that. And, and you know, most of the time there's nothing to nothing it. Nothing to it. Uh, yeah. yeah. But but still, you know, you would think that law enforcement would have aided you know, these folks a little bit over there by saying, Hey, here's a, here's a few things. And it just doesn't, it's just a terrible approach in this day and age, Mm -hmm. the way that they're going about it. And, and I think that they are, they have been rightfully criticized uh, by a lot of people up and down. I mean, on both sides of the aisle, um, you know, from, from government officials to media. And listen, I don't give a shit about the media. I'm not talking about me not getting a story mm-hmm. or something like that. I don't care. I wasn't going to write any of this anyway. I'm just talking about not knowing. I didn't know like everybody else didn't know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, again, I think they have to be held Accountable, meaning, you know, family ought to raise questions. Certainly yeah. the media ought to raise questions. And, of course, they may or may not choose to answer. But, 
But we don't need to be in a situation where that becomes routine. Yeah. That in in cases where the public uh, where the public is affected, where the public is vulnerable, but the public isn't being you know appropriately apprised of what's going on. Yeah, no, that's just I, not I, acceptable. No, it's not. It's not acceptable. And, uh, you know, and I, I, there's just a whole lot of in this day and age, there's just a whole lot of better ways to handle it. You know, mm-hmm. and there's, a, there's a number of different ways where you can go about providing certain things uh, and being hey, I'll give you a perfect example. Hell, all, all they needed to do was look at the D.A. from Tallapoosa County. Uh, you know, he, he didn't provide any real uh, substantive information about specifics and things like that, but mm-hmm. he was still open <clears throat> about and, and what he was saying and, and talking to people about these things. And, and it was just a, a much better personable approach from somebody uh, discussing a tragic situation and being understanding and understanding of people's fears, of the basic fears that people have, and not mm-hmm. trotting out there to pat everybody with wearing a badge on the back. And I, I, listen, I, I'm I'm happy that they have apparently solved this. We'll see, uh, you know, how how well. Uh, they do when, once it gets to trial and, and mm-hmm. some of the other evidence starts coming out. But, you know, I, I, they, they seem to have solved it and have a, have a handle on what happened. Um, and so I'm happy for that. But, I mean, you know, y'all are supposed to work together, okay? Right. <laughs> right. You're supposed to right. share information. You're supposed to solve the crimes. That's why we that's why we pay the salaries. Right. Uh, but, and, and I, 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 I thank you for doing the job. But it's, there's no reason to act the way that they did. You know, mm-hmm. they're just not. Yeah, no. yeah, it was mishandled. What a tragedy that that situation. It appears as though I know two of the young men. I think uh, the two brothers are, I believe, sixteen and seventeen. Yeah, uh, and I wasn't sure if they were brothers. I know they have the same last name. You've confirmed that they're brothers. Yeah, they 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 are brothers. Yeah, I, I believe I believe there was a football coach uh, mm-hmm. in Tuskegee who talked about them being brothers. Their football okay. coach. Um, and, and so, but yeah, they, they are brothers. Um, and, um, it's, you know, you're right, man. Couple of kids. Yeah. So it raises some real questions, I think about, um, you know, that we continue to wrestle with in our nation, you know, how do, how do 16 and 17 year olds get hold of guns? Uh, And I'm not asking that, uh, you know, I mean, I, I, I know that they're easy answers to the question, but I'm, I'm raising that sort of rhetorically. Sure. We should be asking ourselves, how are we still in a situation where teenagers who are subject to, and I hate to bring this up because we don't know what the situation is or what precipitated this, but, but we do know that social media often, often is a place where young people and older people actually mm-hmm. too get into heated conflicts that can then spill out into real life. And so, you know, you have to question, you know, um, how do these, and I'm not saying that's what happened here because I don't know, but I'm saying that certainly is not implausible that that could have been what precipitated this. And so then you have to ask yourself, how do teenagers, you know, how, how do they get easy access to guns? Don't we want a society where uh, kids who are being fueled by social media beefs or other things, mm-hmm. you know, don't have access to weapons that they can then, you know, use and act out, you know, use to act out. Yeah. Um, you know, I'll say, you know, for me, it's um, 
it's part of a of a bigger uh, problem with the with the gun culture that we have, mm-hmm. um, and um, you know, and, and we only have it here. Okay, there, there's nowhere mm-hmm. else on on Earth where where this the culture is like it is here. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and um, and it it stems from a lot of different things, you know, and I, and I understand our history with guns and I understand why, why it's embedded, uh, in kind of our fabric of, of this country, you know, what, with what we went through to become a country. And then it just, you know, kind of the, the different you know, things with the civil wars and other, other stuff that have gone on. And, and so I understand, I understand why we cling a little tighter to weapons here and, and why we have a, uh, this resistance to, to any sort of, of regulation and, and things that might prevent somebody from owning a weapon. I get it. I get I, I do. But um, at the same time, we have, over the course of uh, particularly the last 20 years or so, uh, we have systematically eliminated a number of regulations and along the way added zero in their place. Mm-hmm. And we have told people and 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 pushed the fact that guns are going to make them safer, that guns are a tool in which they can defend themselves. Uh, guns are you need a you need a gun in case, you know, something goes down. You need a gun in case something happens that these these guns are good, uh, you know, sort of deal. And what we what we fail to do on the backside of it is implement the regulations and requirements that would also teach people that guns are deadly weapons and that you have to handle them with respect, that you have to, we we should have long ago required safe storage of weapons. We should have long ago required smart weapons uh, that, you know, require a thumbprint or something else to be able to to be used uh, or that could be tracked um, you know, through computers, just the same way your iPhone is tracked. Uh, you know, somebody steals your iPhone. Now you just, you know, you, you can track that thing. And I know there are, there are ways around it, but it's more difficult. It makes it a lot more hard, uh, harder for, for thieves and other people to steal, steal, uh, uh, your phone now. And so it's the same should be done with, with weapons. And yet you check your, just check any list that comes out, any crime list that comes out from any law enforcement agency in this state, check it every week and see how many times in a given week that in Mobile, Montgomery, Tuscaloosa, Auburn, uh, Huntsville, Birmingham, uh, all, all these different cities, any, any decently sized city, see how many times in, in their police reports each week you, there's a report of a car break-in and a firearm stolen. Mm. Because it, it, I guarantee you weekly it's into the hundreds. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, around this state. And and so you're talking about over the course of a year, tens of thousands, probably, of weapons that mm-hmm. are that are winding back up on the street being sold. And, you know, and, and, and you have all these different sales that are unregulated as well. Uh, you know, you don't have to do a background check for a private sale. Uh, you, it, you know, it, it just it's it's stupid. It's it's well. beyond stupid. There's no other thing that we could take out into the world like that, that is unregulated to that degree. Yeah. And that's, and, and I think that that certainly is where the conversation should begin with the, with the, not just unregulated, but with in, in states like Alabama and Florida in particular. And I think Texas also, uh, the, the, uh, the commitment to, to even further deregulate it, mm-hmm. you know, so pretty much now, if if my understanding is correct, pretty much now, I could go buy a gun anywhere, and 
There's not going to be a background check. There's not going to be a way. Well, you'll period. get a background check. Yeah, you'll get a background check if oh, you go. Yeah. Let's say if you go to a gun store and and okay. buy a, buy a, a firearm, you'll you'll get a background, a basic background check there. Where okay. where where we where we're failing is well, we, in a couple. There's of, not there's not going to be a. I'm not going to be required to have a license. No, 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 no. You don't have to do any training. No, right. No, and there's not going to be any restriction on whether or not I sell it to somebody. Nope. And there's not going to be any restriction in terms of uh, well, whether or not I'm concealing it. I don't. I don't believe you can knowingly sell it to a felon, um, to to somebody knowingly. Uh, so you'd have to know that that person was. A yeah, felon. you'd have to know it, but um, but I don't. But I'm not required. I could sell it to. My understanding is I could sell it if I don't. I'm not obligated to see if you're a felon or not. Right. No, no, no. There's no yeah, background check. I'm checks. not obligated. I'm not yeah, obligated. Yeah, it's the, the, the loopholes that they all talked about for the uh, for the gun checks, yeah. you know, that yeah. uh, we were going, and those were private sales, you know. Yeah. And, uh, right. and so, you know, it just, there's. And I can it, also carry it around concealed and. Yep. No permit required anymore. I can walk anywhere I want in this state and yep. have a gun without a license, without it being. Without yeah. the express permission and monitoring of the state. Yep. Well, you can uh, you can right now today because you're you know you're 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 no felon. You can mm-hmm. walk into to your local Dick Sporting Goods and purchase a firearm with zero training whatsoever, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, and three thousand boxes of bullets. Mm-hmm. Uh, load that baby up. Uh, and and take all the clips and everything else, magazines and everything else that you can uh, with you. Uh, load them all up and be ready to go. And you don't have to have any sort of license or training or anything else. You can slap those bullets right in there, uh, get it ready to fire, and you know, and carry it around. Um, so you know? so so let me let me ask you this. Um, um, you asserted earlier that you know the the attitude about weapons in this country uh, really is ultimately uh, pinned uh, on the Second Amendment. Mm-hmm. You know, which uh, for those of you who haven't read it in a while, is very short. Yeah. It says uh, a well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state, the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Mm-hmm. So. I would argue that, um, and, I, and, I, and this is what I want you to react to, I would argue that while that does, it's a poorly written amendment, first yes, of all. It it's, a, it's an ass-backwards kind of sentence, right? Mm-hmm. But, but I would argue that, that even if you want to give a little grace and latitude to, the, to that clause that says the right of the people to keep and bear arms, that right is expressly given because of the need for a well-regulated militia that was envisioned by the founders of the country to to keep, you know, as you as you alluded to earlier, to keep it uh, free from authoritarian abuses, you know, from outside countries or or from Great Britain specifically, but mm-hmm. but even outside other outside countries. Uh, it, I don't think what they envisioned was what they what we have today. I don't think what they were addressing is what we have today. I think what we have today, Josh, is a direct result of capitalism. Oh, yes. Yes. Uh, Yeah, there is. um, 
uh, <laughs> there's no doubt about that. Yeah. yeah, I mean it's 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 absurd. I mean, I think uh, I think I saw it, uh, Joe Rogan uh, in a in a bit say, you know, uh, if, if right now we could go back to the founding fathers and tell them the way that we're treating the Second Amendment or some of the you know the Constitution, they would be like. Holy shit! You guys didn't change that, <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, what are you talking about? You know, you got to be smarter than that. And really, it's the only, it's the only amendment. Uh, and, and by the way, it is an amendment. Yes. Okay. It's an amendment. It's, an amendment. Yes. it's not even the first one. It's the second one. You know. It's a, it's yeah. a, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. We, we need to give them the right to, for guns and shit, man. Uh, you know. And so that's basically how that. It, it, it just all right. That's the only. It's the only one we treat now. As though it, there cannot be regulation of, of any kind. You know, we don't do free speech that way. And free speech is written just as strongly, or I would argue, even uh, even more strongly. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, free, First Amendment, yeah, for, uh, you know, for free speech and for religion and things yeah. it, and free press. Uh, you know, it's written even more strongly. Yet, you know, I, this is my argument that I always tell people whenever they, especially politicians, uh, when whenever they tell me, oh, well, you know, it can't be infringed, shall not be infringed. I said, oh, OK, well, then tomorrow I'm going to write that you've been out screwing barnyard animals. How about that? <laughs> Have you? Have you been screwing barnyard animals? Well, it doesn't matter to me because I can write what I want to because I'm, I'm free press and I got free speech. I can say whatever I want to say. Right. right. No, I cannot. No, I cannot do that. I cannot do that because there are regulations in place in which limits my free speech. I can't yell fire in a crowded theater. Right. You know, that's the right. one everybody goes to. Uh, right. You know, but I also, you know, the defamation laws and libel laws uh, that that prevent me from saying whatever I want to say about anybody all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's the same with this. That's all we're talking about are reasonable regulations that protect the general public. That's what those laws of defamation and libel are doing. They're protecting the general public uh, from, uh, you know, me exercising my right to free speech. And when it starts to impact your rights and that's what we're impacting a lot of people's rights with these guns. So going back to your, uh, your hypothetical, well, was that actually a hypothetical or did you actually say that to somebody? Oh, I've said that to many people. You said that to them. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Did any of them ever have a look of shock? Like, how'd you know? <laughs> yeah, a lot of them. Uh, no, it's uh, and it's all the ones you would think too. Because uh, <laughs> you know, you know, you and I both know there's some weird, there's some wild, weird stuff that goes on. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, there are, there are, there is some wild, weird stuff that's going on. You're right about that. Uh, there's some crazy people. And listen, the amount of attention that is paid on the Republican side to all things sex yeah. is really, really weird. I got to tell you, they, these people, they, they sit around thinking about sex a lot, uh, mm-hmm. given some I of agree. this legislation, man. And it's I some agree. weird thoughts that they have to be having as well. And uh, it seems like, you know, with, you know, at least in this state, I you know, I don't know about uh, elsewhere, but it seems like in this state, the 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 people that are most often caught in sex scandals are Republicans. Oh, it's not, it's not just in this day. Yeah, you're right. It's all over the country, man. The people that are that are you know tout, tout themselves to be the church going, you know, Bible thumping. Yeah, and they're, and they're thumping more than their Bibles, apparently, huh? No, oh, yeah, they love they they some thumpers. <laughs> Uh, I no doubt. Uh, but it's I mean, yeah, but look, yeah. the perfect example of of this, it, it, and it'll teach, you know, show everybody how 
uh, what the approach is. Look at the difference between Obama and Trump and the way that those two men were treated by Republicans yeah. and conservatives. Obama, uh, 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 probably one of the most, you know, probably the best role model in terms of being a father and a husband that we've ever had in the White House. You know, I mean, I, I, I can't think. I mean, maybe George H.W., uh, you know, uh, yeah, you know, well, and I'm George W. Even to a, yeah, to a certain degree, yeah, I would say George W. Uh, and I would say even, um, you know, it, it, at least as president, from the time he was president, uh, you'd, you'd have to say Ronald Reagan, I think, as well. Um, yeah. Even though he had, he did have a little beef with uh, one of his children, I think, but yeah. but that's not necessarily indicative. No, that's not. Necessarily, I mean, that happens. So yeah. I'm just saying, you know, Jimmy when you look Carter, at him. Look you know? at look at Obama though. I mean, you know, yeah. you, you watch what he did. I mean, yeah. he could have been such a such a tremendous figure in American history yeah. in, in terms of inspiration and 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 being a role model. Uh, you know where he came from. You know right. the unlikelihood of, of being the first black president of this country, and uh, you know how how he handled himself all the time, and the way that Republicans treated him and acted right. as though he was just the devil and, himself. And, and that's and that's where I would make the distinction because I would I, again I would argue from. From probably Gerald Ford on Mm -hmm. to uh, Obama, you know, nobody, at least publicly, was sexually scandalous. Uh, Now, you know, there were some rumors about George H.W. And of course, well, and, and, well, with the exception of Bill Clinton, I mean, Bill Clinton, yeah, goes yeah, yeah, that one thing, yeah, that one thing, yeah. But Bill Clinton publicly, obviously, Uh rumors about George H.W. Um, but but nothing ever became really yeah. public, you know. Um, there were a lot who were who were running for president who got tripped up by oh by yeah, scandal. without yeah. question, yeah, because it used to be disqualifying, and, you know. Yeah, Gary Hart yeah. and and, uh, and was it John, uh, John Edwards? Um, was John it? Edwards, Edwards, Edwards yeah, John yeah. Edwards, yeah. yeah. But um, but no, I think you're right. I think Obama stands out singularly because of all of the crap. Mm-hmm. That 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 he had to put up with as 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 a as a quite frankly as a black man yeah and and the uh, and the things that were said about him the scrutiny that he was under and he was able to withstand that spotlight in a way that perhaps others would not have so yeah I'm mm-hmm. with you 100 percent on that and then when you juxtapose Trump to yeah. Obama as his immediate predecessor. It's just kind of like, you know, you may as well be comparing Jesus Christ with Satan. I mean, it's just really ridiculous, the, the gap between <laughs> it's, the two. Yeah, it's, uh, and I have no idea how we got here. Uh, but, uh, you know, I don't know I don't know where the, the Daveville discussion went completely off the rails to this point. But uh, <laughs> yeah. I was just sitting here trying to think as you were talking. I was trying to think, how the hell did we get to this discussion? Uh, <laughs> but no, it, listen, it's... Um, uh, yeah, honestly, and I think it, w- it it all traces back to the barnyard animals. Uh, uh, oh, so that's the, se- yeah, the that sex was with it. the barnyard animals. Yeah, that was. But no, it it's sex, um, yeah. you know, man, it it, it just mm-hmm. is. There, there. I'll tell you how far we've sunk. Ye- yesterday, there was a bill in committee, in mm-hmm. uh, by by Chris England, uh, who wanted to add a stipulation to the permitless carry laws. Um, that said, if you tell a police officer that you do not have a firearm in the car. And they then search your car and discover that you do have a firearm, that you can be charged with a crime for that. Mm-hmm. The Republicans voted that down. 
Wow, that's really shocking. Yeah. And um, and said uh, when uh, after it was over with, he said that, well, this building is owned by the NRA. And um, mm-hmm. and to which the Republicans are. No, there's just a lot of people who love the Second Amendment. Well, where in the hell in the Second Amendment would you would you say that that's <laughs> exactly you know, I, I mean, dude, yeah, that's just a bunch of foolishness, man. Yeah. yeah. Shall not yeah. Your, your right to bear arms has yeah. not been infringed by no. somebody by somebody imposing a law that says you can't tell a cop that you don't have a weapon in the car if you do, in fact, have a weapon in the car. Yeah, I thought that. Uh, and and really, I wonder and, and no disrespect to Chris, but I thought that it was illegal to lie to the police anyway. I don't know. Is that not is that not the case? I, I mean, if, I, if it's in an investigative, if it's in an investigative investigatory context i thought you yeah. i thought it was against the law to lie to, to the police hmm. i don't but know i could be wrong that. about that yeah i don't know i don't know man but that's you know but that's where we are and that's the reason why we have these problems now but uh i'll tell you what let's uh let's slide out of here we're we're going to come back we're going to get uh representative aj mccampbell in and talk about dave a little more and about his uh his bill uh changing that ridiculous Triple A law that we passed in the dead of night. You want to talk about some real BS there? Uh, that one will forever take the cake. Uh, and uh, and how he, he changes things up and, and helps school out, schools out a little bit. All right, we're going to slide out. Alabama politics this week. We're back in a minute. Hey, uh, if y'all would do us a favor. And uh, go to, if you're on Apple Podcasts, go and rate and review our little podcast here. Uh, that would be very, very helpful for us. Uh, you know, people might pay us to do this. Well, you never know. Yeah, but yeah, but let's not stop at Apple. Also, uh, you can do the same thing on Google Play, Amazon, yeah. and some of the more Android-friendly, uh, you know, platforms uh, as well. I forget that Dave is an Android guy. I am. <laughs> Me, I'm a conformist. And so, you know, go to Apple. But seriously, wherever you go, just do it. Just, just go and, and rate and review, and, and that would be very nice. Unless you're going to leave a bad one. Don't do, don't do that. Josh doesn't like that. Don't leave a bad one. Thank you. All righty. Welcome back. Alabama Politics This Week. Josh Moon, David Person, and we are happy. I honestly, thrilled. Uh, to have with us today, especially Representative AJ McCampbell, because AJ McCampbell is pissed today, and and we're he is carrying out. We're in the middle of a one man filibuster of all bills, and we're holding him up from this. So we may not keep him long because we would like for him to get out there and disrupt anything that the Republicans are doing today. Yeah. So, but uh, for for the time being, we got him, and so there were just a couple of things that we wanted to ask him about, and uh, you know, and really thank you for for spending some time with us, Representative. I thank you all for the invitation. I think it's very important that we, as legislators, get out here and have conversations with the public as much as we possibly can and give them an opportunity to uh, reach out to us if they need us. We could not agree more. And, uh, you know, and one of the things that we wanted to, uh, to discuss uh, before we get into to what what's taking place with the gun issue and the Daveville shooting and things, I wanted you had a you had a really I think is a really important bill uh, going forward uh, that will that will aid 
uh, public schools in this state, and that's by removing that designation of a failing school uh, from them. Now, you, the schools are still going to be scored, and they're still going to be able to qualify for scholarships and all that kind of things that take money away from from the public schools and send them to private businesses. But uh, we, we're we're still going to remove that failing school thing. And if you wouldn't mind, tell me why you thought that was so important to do. Well, I I, I thought it was real important to do because first of all. It removes a barrier to economic development in a lot of these areas. You know, I'm I'm from the Black Belt. I represent a a poverty-stricken area, uh, but it's not poverty-stricken in terms of the of the heart and the drive of the people that are there. It's just poverty-stricken because of the resources that are not there. So what I when I came up with this, I have to consider. I'm, I have a large population that falls into this failing school uh, designation. And the term failing, in my opinion, is a defeatist term. When you, when you think about failing, that means that you aren't accomplishing anything. Right. But the problem with this bill, as it was written, is that no matter how good all the schools in the state of Alabama may be doing. If every school in the state of Alabama, and it, all, all people know, you know, the 90 percentile you got, if you're 90 to 100, you get an A. If mm-hmm. you are, you know, 59 below, you get an F, okay? Right. But in their grading system, if every school in the state of Alabama was at the 90 percentile in the test that is given, still 6% of the people of the schools would have to be designated as failing. Mm-hmm. So why, if, if they are actually achieving and accomplishing things, if mm-hmm. they, they don't talk about improvement, if you just fall in that 6%, that bottom 6%, then they deem you and, and designate you as failing. So think about a our, our governor going all over the world, recruiting industry into our Alabama. And somebody over in say, let's just say Germany, since since uh, Germany, yeah, <laughs> <I'm> sorry, <go laughs> since Mercedes, you know, is 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 a German manufacturer, right? Uh, home offices uh, in Germany. So let's just say someone over in Germany are searching out in Alabama after they hear, you know, a a pitch from our governor and our commerce director. Let's just say they uh, start researching and begin to look in areas that I represent. And the first thing most companies think about is what kind of recreation are they going to have for their employees? What is the uh, educational system uh, that's available for the employees that will be in those areas? You know, what's the workforce like of the people that are in these areas? So as I looked at that and thought about it, I said, now, if he's over there in Germany and see that term, failing school, 
that's going to cut off his, his, his desire to know anything else about the area. Yeah. He, does, he probably won't even begin to research whether or not there are recreational outlets for the people. He probably won't even begin to research whether there's adequate workforce because at that point in time, he's deemed that whole area as failing simply because the terminology is there. If they're the lowest 6%, which my bill would say, then that's an accurate depiction of what that bill does, of what that bill actually represents. So that's why I decided I would file the bill. All right, well, you know, it uh, apparently uh, a lot of people agreed with you uh, because it was a rare, if I'm not mistaken, correct me if I'm wrong, this, was, this passed unanimously out of the House, right? It did. And yeah. the interesting thing about it was even before my bill got up on the floor, on another bill, Representative Hurst began to stood up there in the well uh, debating another bill and say, you know, we've got to do something in the state of Alabama about that term failing schools. We've <laughs> got to put it, you know. Yeah. And, and that was not prompted by anybody other than as he thought about it. He understood that's that's something that's actually going to kill the economic development of areas. And here we are to pass the game plan for the governor and all this money that's going to be used to incentivize uh, businesses and companies to come to Alabama. But yet and still, we're going to make certain areas uh, unattractable. So that's that's where I am. Yeah, you know, I, I want to, if can now, kind of, kind of shift um, and and talk about um, you know the Dadeville situation and 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 but more uh, more so just the overall kind of gun culture uh, that we have. And I, I've seen, I saw the press conference this week uh, from from Democrats that uh, were encouraging people to pass. Uh, or encouraging uh, colleagues in, in, on the Republican side to to be open to passing some form of regulation that would um, you know show people that we were interested in changing this uh, this gun culture we have and I guess first of all just to kind of lay a, a, a groundwork here what, what are your, what were your thoughts about uh, about the Dadeville shooting and about uh, uh, our gun culture and, and kind of what needs to be done. Well, first of all, the Dadeville shooting uh, is one of those things where it's happening too often in America, period. Um, And the only response that we have that we are given is we are going to pray and you end my thoughts. You know, that, yeah, I'm praying for the, for the, people that are suffering through the senseless loss. Yes, I'm going to pray for them. They are going to be in my thoughts. You know, but the thing about it, prayer without some sort of action, you might as well not pray. The Bible said prayer without works is dead. So what kind of works are we putting forward in order to uh, change the culture that we're dealing with. You know, I'm I'm a former law enforcement officer, so I have plenty of guns. I mean, 
plenty of them. Mm-hmm. And I'm I've qualified and have my license uh, for concealed carry. You know, so I thought it was crazy last year when we did this thing uh, two years ago, two three years ago, where we carried did this thing of you know you don't even have to have a permit to carry now. That right. was that was that was crazy, but. I, I digress there. No, you're right. It yeah. was crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But the, yeah, we the agree thing, with you on that. Yeah, that it really was. So I've uh, some of the things that we uh talking about we could do, for instance, uh have a stronger background check. Mm-hmm. Put some of all this money that we have here in this state of Alabama into making sure we are following up on the background checks that are being done. You know, people will find ways of of skirting the law if you are not actually having, you know, having them to to really, really um, follow the law. Mm -hmm. I... uh, we could have put some money into making sure we we have greater background checks. Right. Mental health issues. So, um, State Representative, I wanted to follow up on Josh's line of question questioning related to Dadeville with this uh, question. Do you believe that um, this will be a turning point? for our state as it relates to our attitude about guns, or is this going to be another situation that just uh, over time we just forget and and it loses its impact and, and we continue with business as usual? You said the operative term, over time we forget. See, If we have a populace that is engaged to bring about a change and over time they don't forget and they stay engaged, then something will happen. Mm -hmm. If you look at what happened up there in Tennessee, the, the governor wasn't even interested in any of this stuff. Not at all. Even after his friend, his wife's friend was killed, initially he was not going to move forward on anything. But the people out in the streets were persistent about you've got to hear us. Mm-hmm. You can't just sit there and not hear our voices. When you've got eight, nine, and 10-year-old children marching in the streets like they did back in the 60s when I was out there. You know, that's how we're going to bring about a change. This this Mm. culture of guns that we are are allowing to fester in our society, it's not about the Second Amendment. It's about the economics of one group, and that's the National Rifle Association and the makers 
of these guns. You know, it's about money. So do I think that's a turning point for our state? It can be a turning point if our state decides it is. If the people, if the people of this state say that this is the where we will draw the line in the sand and you are going to hear our voices, then yeah, it's going to be a turning point. All right. But, let me ask you one other. Let me ask you one other question, uh, Representative. Um, <clears throat> I'm an African American. Uh, you're African American. Uh, does it matter to the people of Alabama that what happened in Dadeville happened in a predominantly black community, and and it appears as though, and I, I could be wrong, but I'm just kind of going by by the names as well as the fact that Dadeville is predominantly black, it appears as though most of the people affected are, 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 people, of, uh, are people who are black people like us. Do you think that that hat plays into how this will ultimately be viewed and seen? That's a, a real good question. And I think it deserves an answer that goes like this. The majority of the people that were killed in Tennessee at that school mm -hmm. were white. Mm -hmm. But the people that went out front fighting for some change for those white children were black men. Mm -hmm. in the legislature. Mm -hmm. You know, so sadly enough, this, it almost isn't going to matter whether they are black or white. Now, they are more, probably more apt to not respond because they are black, but Black people need to step up and 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 push the issue. We we can't can't just be silent about this issue. We, you know, we we talk about it's in our community and how it is, uh, you know, festering and a, a real issue in our community. But we are. For some reason, we we will not step up and voice it because it may hurt somebody's, you know, somebody else's feelings. Mm. That's that's the sad part about it. Mm. Or I'm afraid of what they're gonna do to me. You know, there comes a time in life where you gotta stand for something. Right. You have got to have some conviction that. If it means I gotta pass on to the next to the next part of eternity, then I got a God that says, come on. And it ain't gonna bother me one bit. You know, I I I hate to say it that way, but we have got to take stands now. We've got to tell these uh young men and young women and what of whatever color they may be. Yes. 
death is is it breaks it breaks up homes it 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 hurts you know a whole lot of people because there's somebody that loved them when they are killed you know and then there these that uh, we we're even losing more people to the prison system that's already overcrowded mm-hmm. with us you know it's My my pastor said this the just this past Sunday. He said, you know what? Before any of this goes really changes, mm-hmm. is the black church is going to have to get back out there on the mission of saving our community. And it can't be just for the economic benefits of the black church. It has to be for the poor health of a community. Yes. So, you know, will it change? Will Daveville change it? It's going to really be up to whether or not we are going to stand up and say, we demand changes. That, mm-hmm. that, that guy down in Florida, this hog boy, you know, he's still out here fighting. And this happened many years ago. Uh, but it became his mission in life. Yeah. It has to become somebody's mission in life, you know, to 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 say we can't keep killing all this killing. Yeah. You know, weapons of war should be in war. Are we in war here in America? That's the question. Right. right. So why why do we have or why do we need so many weapons of war on our streets? Right. You know, that's, but then uh, the manufacturers say everybody needs them more. Mm. <laughs> so increase yeah. their uh, sales and they are happy. Yeah. But mm-hmm. they put weapons of war out here in the hands of irresponsible people. Yes, sir. Is there is there a way though, you know, I just yeah, you know, I, I understand to a certain degree some of the argue, some of the pushbacks about, well, you know, you can't you can't legislate, you know, if we had, legislation wouldn't have stopped this or it wouldn't have stopped that or uh, and and to a certain degree, I, I see uh, a point in in some of these things and, and that you know it wouldn't if we had passed a bill the day before, it wouldn't have stopped these shootings, uh, you know, some of these shootings necessarily. Or if we'd have passed it a year before, it wouldn't have necessarily stopped the, these shootings. But um, it it's also strikes me as hollow. Uh, and when when I hear people say that we can do nothing, you know, that there there's nothing you can do to, you know, whether it be legislate morality, you can't legislate morality or you can't, uh, you know, they, these bills are not going to going to change the hearts and minds of, of people. You know, that that seems to be a pretty big cop out because you know, that's what you're there to do. You're there to 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 set up a, a set of laws that protect the general public. And, and it seems as though. There's a, a there's a lot of people on the Republican side who are failing at doing so right now, and and I, I it just 
I don't know that there's necessarily a set of singular bills that will that will address a lot of this stuff, but it does seem like there should be a broader conversation about what we can do to affect change that that addresses some of the uh, issues that have led to where we are today. Is that fair? That's fair. You know, you know what the challenge is, though? What's that? The challenge is the party setup of our system. That's, I have members, colleagues that say, you know, I agree with what you said, or I agree with this issue or that issue, but if I want to get reelected, I've got to follow what the party says. I've got to follow. You know, now sadly enough, when I came in, um, Democrats were in control. When I when I came to the legislature, Democrats were in control. Right. And but I came in and I have always been this person is if I agree with you, I agree with you. If I don't agree with you, I don't. And the Democratic leadership had a problem with me at that time. They they did because, you know, at that time, AEA and, and the crew, crew there just, whatever it is they said, that's what was going to be done. Well, I told you I was former law enforcement, so I had never been afraid of anything. Right. Just, you know, if you elect me back, so be it. If you don't, that's fine, too. I will move on to the next stage of my life. But uh, we have too many people that are concerned about whether they are going to get reelected, whether they are towing the party line, you know, rather than, you know, I grew up understanding right and wrong. And right's going to always be right. And what's wrong is always going to be wrong. I don't care how much you try and dress it up. So until we as, as a people, a whole people, decide that we're going to have convictions and stand on those convictions of right and wrong, then, you know, it, no, it ain't going to happen. So. Well, I, you know, I, I hate that. Um, but... Uh, I tell you what we can do is we can get you back out on the floor, uh, so you can uh, you can you can hopefully tell uh, keep keep people from doing some of the wrong. Uh, so, but listen, we we, we sp- you spent some extra time with us, and and we really are appreciative of it, and uh, and you coming on, and the way that you approach things, it's uh, it's much needed, and I wish everybody else uh, approached it the same way you do. Well, I I. I get. I guess I have. I've gotten to the point in my life where I'm going. But I was that way before this point, so it ain't. <laughs> <laughs> I want to say I've gotten to, but I. I have maybe I have realized how much more I need to speak out mm-hmm. on this. 
that are, are not right, wow. you know, rather than just knowing something is not right and then going along and then finally saying, once I get to that point, now I just need to say it before I get to that point. So. Right. Yeah. Uh, well, well, we appreciate you coming on here and saying it. Okay. Uh, yep. So, uh, and uh, we wish you luck with your one man filibuster. Uh, maybe you can, uh, can recruit some folks with you uh, to help them out, but listen, you keep it up and keep going. All right. I appreciate y'all. And uh, All right. I'll get back out here and get to work. They going to hate to see me walk back in the door. But <laughs> I- <laughs> <laughs> All right. Take that care, is, sir. sir. That Take is, care. is Y'all have. Yeah, yes, sir. All right. righty. That's uh, Representative AJ McCampbell. He is. Uh, he's a good. He's a good egg. Uh, he is. Uh, he. He does some good work, man. And yeah. uh, if we had uh, we had more like him, that'd be we'd be a lot better off. But I tell you what, we're we're gonna slide out of here. We'll come back in just a minute and wrap this baby up. It's Alabama politics this week. We're back in a minute. If you're hearing my voice, that means you are a fan of Alabama politics this week. And I want to tell you how grateful I am that you listen and that you're engaged with what Josh and I talk about every week. So I want to ask you to continue listening and uh, continue to support us and definitely reach out with ideas, comments, suggestions. Uh, Your support makes a difference and it means a lot. All righty. Welcome back. Alabama Politics This Week. Josh Moon, David Person. Uh, just remind you, if you want to email us, apwproducer at gmail.com, apwproducer at gmail.com. Uh, we'll get that uh, in for you. Does I sound like, uh, did I sound like the, the spokesperson for Aaliyah there with my W? The w. That, that was my, one country dude, man. Yeah, my mind goes automatically to... Um, uh, what's the guy's name on the Andy Griffith show? Uh, Ernest T. Bass. Ernest T. Bass. Yeah, yeah that's what I think <laughs> yeah, about. Right. Whenever I hear you say that, I think about Ernest T. Bass. Yeah, that's Ernest uh, oh, T. Ernest T. Ernest T. <laughs> yeah. Uh, one the same. You know that was I. I, I you know I, I don't want to get us too far off track here, but that no, is man, a show. Listen, it's our show. We do whatever the hell we want to. <laughs> that that was a show that I grew up watching in Chicago. Can you believe that? That show was yeah. popular up oh, north. Yeah. I mean, just yeah. really popular. I, I think uh, there there are a lot of uh, there are a lot of shows like that. You know, matter of fact, uh, NASCAR to a certain degree, I think, was mm. uh, gained its popularity because it depicted a section of the country that a lot of people were unfamiliar with and remained mm. kind of a bit of a mystery. Uh, you know, and it was interesting to them to see this bunch of rednecks, you know, driving cars real fast. And I think kind of similarly to. Uh, uh, um, the Andy Griffith show, you know, it, it depicted a, a, a slice of life that was that was different. Not to mention that there, there was some really good writing and good acting that went on Man, there. Uh, excellent I, writing. I, I excellent mean, Ron writing. Howard. Ron excellent Howard writing. as a child actor was was. I, tremendous. You, you'll never find anybody better than that. He was, he was so tremendous. good uh, yeah, he as, was a, tremendous. as a little southern kid, man. And and uh, I mean, listen, it was. Uh, um, it was a very smart it, show. 
It was. It was a very, very yeah. good show. And, yeah. you know, I wish we could adopt a lot of the, the lessons from the Andy Griffith show now. We'd be a lot better off. I mean, it's, yeah. uh, you know, just just the lesson of when I carry a gun, people seem to respect the gun and not me. And I don't mm. want that to be the case. Mm. I want them to respect me. And that's uh, I wish a lot more people would carry that mentality uh, in life now. I mean, you can have a gun. I mean, I know, I, I, as I've said many times. I don't have any problems with, with guns and stuff. I, I'm, I'm perfect. I can use one, know how to use them. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, can, can probably shoot better than, than most of the people listening to this thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I don't, it doesn't, I don't care. You know what I mean? It doesn't, mm-hmm. I, I'm not posing with it. You know what right. I mean? I'm not, right. I'm not, it doesn't, it, it's not, there's no definition for me in, in a gun and it just doesn't, it's a, it's as stupid to me as posing somewhere with an electric screwdriver. You know what I mean? It just it's, right. Those are two tools. What are you doing? And um, well, but, one know. has become a phallic symbol, though, without sure. question. Sure. And that's the gun. The gun is a phallic symbol for many men, mm-hmm. uh, just as uh, you know their their uh, midlife crisis uh, two seater, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, or the jacked up pickup truck. You know, yeah, or the uh, jacked up pickup truck. That's right. Yeah, yeah. That's. I mean, I saw. I saw a guy the other day. It was uh, had had his had his gun strapped to his side, uh, climbing out of his jacked up pickup truck, and mm-hmm. you know, with the with his trucker hat on. And uh, you know, I, I think and this was a couple of weeks ago. And this guy, he had uh, Bud Light stickers on the back of his truck, so he's going to scrape those off. But oh yeah, uh, yeah. Um, because yeah. you know, it, otherwise, if he keeps them up there, he's he's going to be gay. Yeah. And so you got to get <laughs> Must be off. a drag queen, yeah. Right, yeah, exactly. But I mean, it's just, you know, uh, I don't know. It it, yeah. it to me is is pretty pretty dumb. But um mm. speaking of which, and then I know we're going to get back into this discussion about uh, all all this because with our right wing note of the week in just a minute. But I wanted to bring up one other thing because there was another bit of atrocious news out of our state legislature this week. And that is a bill uh, that has the support of apparently every House Republican uh, is co-sponsored by every House Republican. And it is nothing more than a voter suppression bill. Um, it would criminalize a, and make a class C felony, which is the same level felony for manslaughter. OK, mm. Mm. it would make it a class C felony for you to help anyone fill out an absentee ballot to, to help order a an application or to, to get an application for somebody. It's a class C felony to, to order an application for somebody. Class C felony to help somebody fill out the application for, for the absentee ballot. Class C felony to help that person fill out the absentee ballot is a class C felony. What in the hell country do y'all think this is? I mean, for all of the ranting and raving and all of you stupid ass, don't tread on me stickers. Mm-hmm. Now you're going to tell me that I can't go next door and help my neighbor fill out a ballot. Is that what you're saying? Because it limits who can who can assist you down to family members hmm. and elected officials. Yeah. So, yeah. And that, and that was my question, Josh. My understanding is that. If I go into the voting booth today mm-hmm. and I want to have somebody help me, uh, you know, somebody accompany me into the voting booth to help me vote today, it's legal for me to do that. Yes. So if it's legal for me to do that in the voting booth, 
how in the heck is it going to be illegal for me to do that with an absentee ballot? How, how is it, how does any of this make any sense? You know what I'm saying? It, it's, it's, I, I tell you, man, what struck me is the, the question that popped into my mind first was how shitty are your policies or lack thereof mm-hmm. that you have to sink to this level to try to prevent people from voting in such unique and creative ways. That's all you sit around doing. You all of these, all these bills. Have you ever noticed that? That every bill that comes out of, of our legislature, any other red state legislature, or out of Congress when, when Republicans are in control, every single bill that has to do with limiting voting in some way, whether it's uh, reducing polling places or telling people you can't take water to the folks standing out in the you know in lines and voting lines, uh, all of these, all these bills, they're always, always Republicans. There is never a bill from Democrats that is trying to limit how people can vote and That's ways right. in which they can vote. There, right. Democrats are always wanting more people to vote, more making it easier for all the people out there to vote. So why is that? Well, I mean, we know why. And it's as you already said it. I mean, the policies that they're that they're promoting have limited appeal. And so the only way they have a shot. And they've backed themselves into a real or painted themselves into a real corner here because the only way they really have a shot at being successful politically is to suppress votes because most people are not in line with where Republicans are on a lot of these key things. Yeah. You know, even even surprisingly now, even with, you know, something as, as controversial as abortion. I mean, most people, Republicans included, want there to be access to abortion because people have become more informed and they understand that, that while, you know, uh, you know, I think most of us don't believe that, you know, it's, it's, we want to be in a society where, you know, just, you know, you get pregnant and you can automatically just get an abortion without any kind of restrictions because uh, it becomes so routine, you know, such a routine thing. But we, but I think, but I think most people do embrace the idea of, you know, understanding that first of all, it should be a woman's right to decide it. Mm-hmm. You know, it shouldn't be the public making the decision for a woman or a legislature making a decision for a woman or an elected official. And then secondly, they're going to be regardless of the circumstances and the motives for having an abortion, you know, there'll be times when it's absolutely necessary, you know, medically speaking. So, you know, uh, you know, I think most people get that. And, and, and yet what do we see in red States? You know, they're trying to do everything they can to take the choice away from women and to, uh, I think, really endanger the lives of a lot of women. So they have to suppress votes in order to be able to pull that off. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, they, they've gerrymandered things to the point where, I mean, I think a lot of that is required of them, mm-hmm. um, you know. And so, um, but, you know, I, I just, uh, I, I don't know, man. It just seems to me it would be so embarrassing if I were in that party and those were the things that I, you know, that I had to think of all, all the time mm-hmm. to do these sorts of deals to limit, you know, because this is going to hurt disabled people. I'll tell you, tell you a big group of people that is going to hurt are disabled veterans. 
uh, you know, how about the, that group of people? Um, you know, you, you, that's what you're doing. You're going to make sure that I guess the nurses at the, at the veterans homes and different places can't take, you know, can't help them fill out their ballots, uh, anymore. Uh, that's, I mean, it just, it's so, it's so stupid. It's Mm -hmm. so, it's so un-American. It's so, uh, against, it's so illegal. Let's be honest with it. This is illegal to do. Uh, you can't tell people that they can't have conversations with each other and they can't help each other uh, with something that is a legal right for both of them. All right. You just can't do it. So, so, you know, and I know we need to move on to right wing nut, but, but, but real quickly, do you think, well, don't you think this is going to be constitutionally challenged and don't you think that it's, it's not going to be able to stand up? No, there's no chance. I, I don't. I, yeah. I can't imagine a first year law student would have a problem, you know, knocking this yeah. down. Uh, yeah. It's just it's it's a ridiculous uh, concept, and and there's no way this thing w- would would stand up. But it's just that not not with the current ways. I mean, there may be some ways for them to finagle it around and amend it in in ways that you know um, water it down and and they mm. get something passed out. But it, it's so it, it's just. I don't know, man. It, it seems it, it, like to me there is this um, this Republican propensity to just wasting time and money passing legislation that they know is is really tenuous constitutionally, uh-huh. but they do it, you know, for political purposes. Yep. So it's like, okay, once again, we got to deal with you know the 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 added expense of having to defend this in yes. front of some higher court you know that costs money yeah yeah it's that just uh, costing know, we, us money we had a whole uh, we had a whole deal this week with the transgender uh, of course we had another transgender athletes bill uh, mm-hmm. and uh, and and it affected college athletes mm-hmm. and uh, and Philip Ensler uh, from from Montgomery uh, wanted to put an amendment on that bill that said we will follow federal law uh, in this case, that if federal law stated clearly that this bill was illegal, that we would follow federal law, uh, they refused to do that. Uh, and so, because you know, how else are the attorneys going to get paid? So, uh, and speaking of egregious things, uh, now I, we're going to be for one of the rare times we're 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 somewhat split. On mm. our right wing nut, okay, a little bit, yeah. Uh, we're, we're, we're not we're not split yeah. on him being the right wing nut, and and it's Senator Jay Hovey, new new senator from Auburn, who everybody thought was going to be, you know, much better than uh, whatever the guy Tom Watley uh, was, and and far less of a of a crazy person. Um, who he represents the Dadeville uh, district, and um, he said this week. And 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 knocking down this thought of of there being additional gun regulations like red flag laws and other laws uh, that I think a lot that are very very popular among everybody at this point, uh, he said that you can't legislate morality, you just can't do it. You can't legislate morality. And um, and then of course he went on to vote for an abortion bill and uh, and a uh, transgender bill and um, uh, against alcohol sales and against uh, marijuana and uh, and so you know listen who but who could re- legislate morality for real you know what I mean <laughs> right so <laughs> I'm laughing because I I get exactly where you're coming from. And I guess the, the, the difference in, in our position on, on, on yours and mine, my position on this, is it's, it's, uh, it's slight, but it's significant. Um, so uh, I actually think 
he's right when he says you can't legislate morality, but you can legislate behavior. Mm-hmm. And, and that's what I think you're describing. You're describing, uh, Josh, an attempt to legislate behavior. And uh, I actually, um, uh, uh, my position on this, which I think is going to be uh, on the uh, Alabama Political Reporter website on Friday, I think, um, is uh, is derived from Dr. King's position. And I'm just going to read one thing that Dr. King said uh, about this whole idea of not legislating morality. Dr. King said, uh, it may be true that the law cannot change the heart, but mm-hmm. it can restrain the heartless. And so my feeling is that it's a bogus, it's sort of a, it's a, it's a misplaced argument to say, uh, well, there's gun violence, it's killing people, we can't do anything about it because we can't change hearts and minds. No, yes, we can do something about it. Now, we might not be able to, to change the inclination that people have to do evil things, but we can certainly put in place laws and regulations that make it less likely that they will have the ability to do legal, you know, evil things. And that's what we do all the time. You know, that's why we've got laws against homicide and rape and, and other things. So, you know, I mean, it's, it's sort of a, it's a, it's a, it's a bogus argument, but the reason I'm not as hard on, on Hovey as you are, is it Hovey or Hovey? Uh, tomato, okay. tomato. <laughs> okay. Well, the reason I'm not as hard on, on Hovey as, as you are is I think that he started off with good intentions, you know, because when he, he gets on the Senate floor, as I understand it, and he's drawing attention to uh, this horrific incident by honoring the lives that were lost. Mm-hmm. And, and I think there's something good there. And so I'm thinking his intention may have been good, or at the very least, uh, there was some good from from what he did, even if his argument ultimately falls off. So that's kind of where I am on it. Uh, yeah, I take a, a slightly more harsh, <laughs> slightly harsher approach, which is he's full of shit. Okay, I mean he's he, he's it's something that you say when you want to cop out and not do anything. It's it's nonsense, you know. Ninety the the entirety of the Republicans' non fiscal agenda is legislating morality. Okay, that's what it is, and and that's what they're doing, and we all know it. And it's just nonsense to sit around and pretend as though nothing you could do would have an impact on the gun right. culture that we have in America. It's 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 bullshit. And so, you know, and that's all I'm saying. So, all right, look, we are, we're, we're getting the hell out of here, okay? Right. We've given you people enough, so we're, we're sliding out. Uh, until next week, y'all be safe out there. Peace.